seated in God's presence, people of God. Jam your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Jam your hands together for the Lord Jesus. I'm sure you can do better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the month of August. This month, the Lord will set you up for success. The Lord will set you up for breakthrough. The Lord will set you up for mighty testimony in Jesus' name. I am glad the way we've done our service today. My covenant with God and with other brethren that work with me is that beginning from today, we will manage our time very well. By the grace of God, after the ministration, we will have a communion service. By 11.30 on the dot, we share the grace and everybody is going home to go and enjoy the rest of their Sunday. Therefore, grab your Bible, get your writing material. I'm going to be talking with you on the topic, you are saved to save. Hallelujah. Amen. You are saved to save. Tell your neighbor. You are saved to save. Tell your neighbor very well. You are saved to save. Brethren, we know without any iota of doubt from the Bible that God recognizes Christian service and the Lord Jesus Christ rewards our work in the vineyard. In the letters to the seven churches in Asia, in the book of Revelation, Jesus told the pastors in charge that he knew their works. If you open Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, John received revelation concerning seven churches in Asia Minor. And one by one, Jesus said to each of the pastors that he should tell the congregation that he knows their work. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 2, he told the church in Ephesus that I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 9, he told the church in Simna that I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 13, he told the church in Pagamon that I know where you live, where Satan has his throne, yet you remain true to my name. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 19, he said to the church in Tychira that I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and your perseverance, and that you are doing more than you did at first. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 1, he told the church in Sardis that I know your deeds. In Revelation 3 verse 8, he said to the church in Philadelphia that I know your deeds. And the seventh church, the Laodicea church, in verse 15 of Revelation chapter 3, he also said to the pastor to tell the congregation that I know your deeds. There is nobody who come to church and can hide from God. 
He knows each and every one of us. He knows the work we offer. He knows our deeds. He knows our affliction. He knows our poverty. He knows our wealth. Whatever you are going through that your local church pastor does not know, God knows. Are you following me this morning? Whatever your temptation, whatever your trial, whatever your trouble, you are not alone. Jesus is with you. And he knows what you are going through. Amen. When he knows what you are going through, he is sufficient for you. Amen. This morning, it is important to tell you that Jesus knows our works, the work that we are doing. He knows it. You man may not know it. Jesus knows it. Man may not acknowledge it. Jesus knows it. Man may not praise you. Jesus knows it. And from this instruction to the seven churches, it is clear to me that Christian service is important to you if you are a Christian. And it is profitable because there is a reward for you when you are involved in kingdom business. So ask yourself, as you sit in the church this morning, ask yourself, people of God. Ask yourself, children. Mommies, ask yourself. Daddies in the house, ask yourself. This is the first question I want to throw to you. Since you gave your life to Jesus, what have you done for the Lord? Since he saved your soul, since you've been following him, some of you, you are sitting down here. You've been serving God for one year. You, some of you are born again for, for more than five years. Some of you are born again for more than ten years. Some more than fifteen years. Ask yourself this morning, what are you doing for the Lord? What are you doing for the kingdom? What is your service to God? I remember one song. And the song is in Yoruba. They used to sing it in those days. Ask yourself. The people that composed this song, they were touched that men and women in the house, able Christians, they were not able to offer service to the Lord and they used the song to challenge them. Let me ask myself as a pastor that that which God has asked me to do, am I doing enough? Through my ministry, are people blessed? You as a Christian, that which God has asked you to do, are you doing enough? The Holy Spirit is asking you this morning, brethren, pause, reflect, reflect, and answer him. Don't give me the answer. You answer the Lord by yourself. Because your reward as a Christian is a measure of your service to God. Your reward as a Christian is a measure of your service to God. If you are faithful in little things, He will reward you for the little things 
that you have done. If you are not offering any service to God, you do not have any reward from Him. Don't get angry at God. Don't get angry. Because He rewards service. If you do little, He will reward little. If you do much, He will reward much. Now, let me make the scripture clear to you this day, people of God. Because when we talk like this and we ask people to serve God, we need to clarify certain fundamental principles. Number one, you are not saved by the work that you do. You are not saved by your labor. You are not saved by your service. Your pre-conversion attempt to work for God cannot save you. Ephesians chapter 2. You are not going to be saved by the work you are offering to God. That is the mistake that our friends are making. They think that by being devoted that they can be saved and get favor from God. They are wrong. Ephesians chapter 2. I read verses 8 and 9. The Bible says, How are you saved? For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Your righteousness cannot save you. Your contribution in the church cannot save you. Whatever you are doing in the church, if you are not born again, it cannot save you. All your righteousness, in the book of Isaiah chapter 64, the Bible says, verse 6, they are like filthy rag. Any work of righteousness that somebody who is not born again is offering is like a rag that we use to clean table in the house and we put by one corner. Your work of righteousness cannot save you. But glory be to God. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6. I read Isaiah 53 verse 6. The Bible says, All we like sheep all we like sheep we have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way but the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all who did the lord lay our iniquity upon is jesus christ when i was a sinner when i was useless when i was reckless when nobody reckoned with me it is jesus that god laid my sin upon when you are useless, when you are hopeless, when you know nothing about life, when your life was going down the drain, it is Jesus Christ that God laid your sin upon. It became a sin for us. Brethren, it is only by grace that you can be saved. If you are here this morning, your energy cannot save you. Your work cannot save you. It is Jesus Christ that can save you because from the time that Adam and Eve fell, even pre-eternity, God already planned, executed, and finished the work of our redemption by offering his son for our sins. We that were once dead in sin, we that were lost in iniquity, impute our sin upon Jesus Christ, and because Jesus died on the cross of Calvary and resurrected we can be saved. And if you turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 2, 
Ephesians chapter 2. You will find the answers there. Let me read verse 1. Verse 1 describes our life before we came to Christ. He says, and you, he's talking to you. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is talking to you. And you, he made alive. Who were dead in trespasses and sin. But glory be to the Lord. Go to verse 4. The Bible says, but God, when you are dead in sin, when you are lost in your iniquity, when you have no hope, when everything seems blank, when everything seems bleak, verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy, hallelujah, Amen. God is rich in what? Help me tell somebody, God is rich in what? God who is rich in mercy, what did he do for us? Because of his great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive. Hallelujah. That means because of Jesus, I'm alive. I'm no longer in sin. I'm no longer in bondage to sin. Brethren, what happened to you because of Jesus? You are what? You are alive. He has made you alive. Alive, and when he made you alive, together with Christ, by grace, you have been saved. But when you are saved, what happens? You are saved to serve. Help me tell somebody. Help me tell somebody. Help me tell somebody. You are not saved so that people can be serving you. No. You are not saved so that you can be a figure that they will put in a show glass. Then people will be coming to say, hey, look at the saint of God. No. No. Once you are saved, you have to start serving. First Peter. Turn the Bible with me to First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. Everybody open your Bible. I read verses 9 and 10. You are saved to serve. What does the Bible say? It says, you are a chosen generation. Who are you? No, follow me. Who are you? You are a chosen generation. Say to yourself, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, his own special people, that I may proclaim the praises of him who called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who wants were not a people? Follow me. Who once were not a people? But are now the people of God. Who have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You say it after me again, people of God, so that you can understand better what we are about this morning, that you have been called to serve. Follow me again. But I am a chosen generation. You are not saying it with confidence. But I am a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's own special person. That I may proclaim the praises of his name. Him who has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
That is who you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is who you are. Amen. When you have given your life to Jesus, you are a chosen generation. Don't let anybody confuse you again. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar person. Are you following me? If somebody sees you when you are a sinner yesterday, and they are seeing you today, and they are calling you a sinner, tell them that sorry, that was yesterday. Today, I am saved. I am a holy nation. I am a peculiar person. I am a chosen generation. And when I am called, I am called to do what? To declare, to proclaim. That is what you are called to do. You are called to serve. You are called to proclaim his name. The evidence of genuine salvation in Christ is to walk with God as a holy nation. The evidence of your salvation is to walk with God as a chosen generation. And not only that, to serve the kingdom. Your salvation is a calling to serve. And when you serve, God will reward you. Tell your neighbor. When you serve, God will reward you. So what happens when you don't serve? Sorry, no reward. God is not partial. When you serve, God will reward you. Go and read the story of men and women of God who have served God. God has rewarded them. He is not going to let you to be stranded. When you serve, he will reward you. John chapter 15. Turn your Bible with me to John chapter 15 and I read verse 16. When you serve, God will reward you. I read John 15, 16. You did not choose me. That's Jesus talking there. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. To bear fruit means to serve. Because if you don't serve, you cannot produce fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Then when you serve, it will reward you. What follows? When your fruit remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. You cannot receive unless you serve. Are you following me this morning? When you serve, you will receive. That thing that you have not received, check your life. Are you serving? Are you serving the kingdom? So the question comes to you this morning before we pray. What do you want to do for God now? Forget about yesterday that you did not serve. Forget about the past that you did not serve. Grace is enough to cover you. But we are talking about today. While it is called today. What do you want to do for God now? Now that you have heard that you are saved to serve, what do you want to do? To preach the gospel? To share tracts? You can go to the road. You can go to the marketplace. You can go everywhere and talk about Jesus. Proclaim his name. You can go for evangelism. There are people in the hospital. They are sick. They are looking for people with the gift of faith to pray for them to be healed. What are you doing? What will you do? Will you just stay in your own small corner? There are people in the prison. 
They are hopeless. They are waiting for people to give them hope. What will you do? Do you want to serve God in the house of God? Are you going to make yourself available? I challenge you this month. Go and bear fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. Go and do what? I want to see you as a pastor bearing fruit this month. I want you to serve God with your life. I want you to serve God with your time. I want you to serve God with your money. I want you to serve God with your resources. Serve God with all the energies you have. Trumpet will soon sound. It is on head that you can serve God. Service. Christian service is one of the ways you can steadily maintain your faith in Christ. If you say you are a child of God and you are not serving, very soon you will backslide. Are you following me this morning? If you are a Christian and you are not involved in service, you will soon backslide. That's what Jesus is saying when he talks about fruit bearing. He said, you didn't choose me. There is nobody here who can brag that you are the one that come to Jesus by themselves. It is Jesus that looked for you, that saved you. He called you. He cleaned you up. He gave you a new life. He gave you a new name. He gave you everything that you want. And he has appointed you to go and bear fruit. And as a pastor of this church, I am saying to you this morning what Jesus Christ is saying to you. Go out this month and bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Don't just pursue your own personal business alone. Don't pursue your farm alone. Don't pursue your company alone. Don't work for employer alone. Go and bear fruit this month. Because when you bear fruit, he will reward you. If you don't serve, you will dry up. If you don't serve, you will dry up. You will wither away. But if you serve, Christ will continue to nurture you. You will grow and grow and continue to bear much fruit. Showing yourself as the disciple of Jesus Christ. Because that's what he said in John 15, verse 16, that I've appointed you. Just go out there and bear fruits. Let your fruit remain. When your fruit remains, when you call me, I will answer you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You have been saved to serve. I made up my mind this month of August that I will serve God. What about you? I need an answer, church. What about you? What's your decision this month? I can't hear you. If you are going to serve God, rise on your feet and let us pray. Help me to serve you this month because I am your child. I've been saved to serve. And I've heard it this morning that you acknowledge the work of all the seven churches in Asia. You mention it one by one. Father, help me to serve this month. Open your mouth and pray. Help me to serve you this month. Help me to serve you this month. I don't want to be a, a, a barren Christian. I don't want to be a fruitless Christian. This month of August, Father, I want to serve you. What is God asking you to do? Lord, help me to serve you this month of August. Oluwa Ramilewa, Latisio, Ninuoshu, Augusta Waii, 
Help me, Lord. If you ask him, he will answer you. He will give you the grace to serve him. Children, pray. Lord, help me to serve you this month of August. Sisters, pray. Brothers, pray. Our mommies in the house, pray. Our daddies in the house, pray. Father, help me, Lord, this month of August to serve you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you with my time. I want to serve you with my money. I want to serve you with my life. Help me to serve you. Help me to serve you. Help me to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.